What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we're here to bring you our opinion on the news, notes, and happenings from around the world of sports. Episode 208. I didn't even have to check before this episode was uh, recorded. I remember that on my own with my brain. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a banner day here at Ben and Chris Talk Sports. Uh, put this one in the books. Uh, speaking of in the books, our 2023 fantasy football draft is in the books. Happened this past Sunday. Um, I, I very, very, very happy with my team. And we did tell you guys last weekend that this year, or excuse me, last episode last week, that this year we're going to, during the football season, uh, have a focus more on fantasy football. Not we're not going to not entirely. Uh, this episode is going to be heavy on fantasy football because of the draft. Uh, ben and I have a lot of fantasy football knowledge, though. We both won our fantasy league before. Uh, we both won other leagues that we're not in together before. Uh, at least I have. I'm pretty sure you have, too. Um, you know, and we feel like we can help you, and we love talking about it, honestly, too. So it's kind of for us and for you guys. Uh, hopefully you get some value out of it, uh, and um, maybe we'll turn up some questions. That'd be great. We'd love to have some some listener questions and things to go over. Uh, that'd be That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but let's, let's get right into it. Um, and, and we're going to have some other topics afterwards if we don't go too long, but it is, uh, we started with this because it's fantasy football and Ben and I can literally talk about this all day, like all day, no lie. We can just keep going and we'll end up talking trash to each other about a matchup 10 years ago with players that aren't even in the league anymore. So it's happened before many times. Uh, you can't see Ben right now, but he's definitely, uh, <laughs> reminiscing on some, I think a certain uh, Victor Cruz uh, Sunday night performance where he ended up getting me 44 points and just crushed Bren's dreams that week. Because that's what I beat you like seven times in a row. And you're getting to the point where you're like, I don't know what to do. White flag. White flag. Oh, it was crazy. And uh, it certainly evened out more over the years. But it was a stretch there where it was like, and it was odd too because you had good teams. You knew what you were doing. It's just, it's. Sometimes. It, it, it's the way to go. And that's, that's, I think that's the first key is uh, fantasy football is a cruel mistress hands down like uh you can have the best team uh in the league as far as projections go we'll get into that uh later on you can have the best team in the league as far as projections go and uh win two games and have statistically the worst team or the lowest scoring team and and make the playoffs and uh even potentially win a championship i know we had a team a couple years ago who was the lowest scoring team and they just happened to play people who were having a bad week every week and they won so uh there's no shade in that that's just how it goes i've had i've had i was one of the higher scoring teams in our league last year and i didn't make the playoffs in fact i for the first time unfortunately won our not so coveted uh ryan leaf memorial trophy for the uh <laughs> worst team in the league uh so that's that, that was exciting um and i said it out loud so now it's real <laughs> as if it wasn't already uh, so let's get into it, though. Uh, we we had it set to randomize uh, in, in uh, an hour before the draft, the draft pick order. Um, and I, we haven't really done that in the past. However, uh, when we first started this league, a lot of us lived really close to each other. And we'd actually have live drafts uh, at my house, which was a lot of fun. And people would stay afterwards. We'd barbecue and hang out. And it, it was a really good time. Uh, a lot of separation between a lot of us now. And it's not it's not really possible, especially with some new new league members who live farther away also, to be all together. So I figured, well, I'm sure the members of this league trust me to be honest, as commissioner, uh, yeah. I 
I feel better if I if I eliminate any doubt myself. So instead of just doing it myself and getting the first pick and feeling weird about it all year, <laughs> I, I, I got it randomized. And I end up getting the fourth pick, which I was very happy with. Uh, and it looks like you got the seventh pick. Yep. Uh, I went. Uh, I went Jamar Chase at number four. Um. I would have gone. I was actually thinking of going Kelsey because I thought Chase was going to go two. Kelsey actually ended up going second overall, and so I, I was literally texting someone at the at the time saying, "Oh man, I'm going Kelsey first. And uh, as he came right off the board, I was like, well, never mind. Okay, I guess I'm taking Chase. Because uh, I didn't, I, I personally, with running backs, we talked about this last week, with running backs, the situation with running backs, the way it is in the league, uh, I, I didn't I didn't really personally see a value taking one in the first round when it's become such a receiver-heavy league. I mean, you can have a good running back get you 12, 14 points in a week. A, a decent receiver can get you 25, 30. Uh, obviously nothing's ever guaranteed, but that's, you know, that's, I mean, really there wasn't a lot of brain power there. It was Chase. Uh, the only other guy I really would have considered in the first round after Justin Jefferson, who went first overall, uh, was, uh, the guy you ended up taking at seven. Right. And I just, it, it just makes sense. And I know what we talked about last week and, and you'll see that as it goes down, as we detail the rest of the, the roster, you're going to see that start to appear. But I know in my experience, and you can speak to this as well, like unless you build, not only build a stacked roster, but also need a little luck involved. Um, if your first round pick misses, you need to have that rest of the roster built and stay healthy. Yes outperform have one of those like you were talking about sleeper picks uh where they just outkick the coverage of what was expected for projected points and um I, I i and i don't know if we agreed on i don't remember agreeing on this but i just i just want to mention this it's it speaks to it so much that the person who, who selected travis kelsey uh in the draft I don't want to say they're sweating right now, but they have some, I would say, concerns. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see what happened with Kelsey? No. All I saw, I clicked on NFL.com this morning, and I saw uh, Kelsey's, uh, they believe his ACL is intact, which is always a good headline to read. Yeah, he had a uh, but, he man, that's extend- whew, quite a scare. Right. He hyperextended himself on practice earlier in the week. Uh so that's good news um, that you know there's not that concern. They are playing uh, tomorrow night, right? Yeah, they're playing Detroit tomorrow night, I believe. Uh, the, no, not the Detroit. Chiefs. Is it Detroit? Am I mistaken? I'm pretty sure. It was uh, da, 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 da. I have Pacheco here. Hold on. It is Detroit. You're right. Yep, you're correct. Detroit. And and it's tomorrow, right? Yes. All right. Yep. So there's a football opening game. Oh, so exciting. So so this is this is kind of the, the rub here, Chris, is that if you're him, the, the person that picked Travis Kelsey, you're now sweating because you spent the second overall pick on Travis Kelsey, which by all means, a full slate of games with Travis Kelsey in that offense where oh, yeah. there's yeah. where it's Travis Kelsey 
as the number one option, and Travis Kelsey's probably the number two option at this point until someone kind of, you know, bubbles up to the surface and really starts to shine at receiver or Isaiah Pachenko. Um, Sam Pachenko. A, I know. We're, we'll, Oh, we'll get him. We'll that. get. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there, sir. Um, it's it's. I feel bad for him. Um, I'm hoping he stays healthy. Um, competition aside, because I, you know, I know, I know you and me, and, and pretty much everyone in the league, we like to go into the the weekend where everyone's healthy. Yeah, and you don't really want to lose anybody, especially week one. But you know. This is why I'm saying, like, this is one ding that's got he's going to have on his 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 roster already, and we haven't even started the season. And this is this is the nature of the beast. Like, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and I think you you rightly did it right, is that last this past Sunday was kind of like the last ideal time you could do a fantasy. Obviously, you could do it. You could have done it Monday. You could have done it. Tuesday, you can do it today, but you know, and I know the way the world works and and work schedules and everything. Yeah, and it's scary because you're thinking like you, you know, you got a whole week of practices and everything, and then for some, for two teams, it's less than a week, and you're just hoping to get to that that weekend, and everyone's healthy and everyone's on the field. And it's a ding. It's a ding. And unless you build your roster right, you can't really survive your number one pick, the best player potentially on your team, not performing. And I've I've had that before. Uh, I want to say Lev Bell. I think I drafted him one yep. first. Yep. And I lost him week five. I was rolling four and oh, and I lost him. And that just submarine the whole season. Uh, I believe you had a running back. It, it's almost like every time you took a running back that was the top point getter the year before. Oh yeah, they and they entered your team, and it's ACL tear out for the season. Well, Danny Tomlinson, league MVP, had six touchdowns a couple weeks in a row, and uh, I pick him up at, at first overall. I took him despite the fact I couldn't stand him. I picked him first overall because I wanted to win, and he did next to nothing. Got injured and missed most of the year. Right. I was like, okay, never again. Never again. I'm not going on past performance. It's all going to be current performance. Unless it's late in the draft. Sleepers are a whole different thing. Right. Um, Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you're 100% right. You have to build a team that can sustain an injury or two to any player. I mean, and, like, I took, I took Chase same reason you took Adams at seven. Right. I mean, they're electric players who are going to see uh, nine to 15 targets a game, almost guaranteed as close to a guarantee as you can possibly get. They're going to perform. They're going to get, you're going to, I mean, if they face an elite defense, they might have a week where they're in single digit points a week or two here or there. There's also going to be weeks where they do nothing. And in the fourth quarter, they get three catches for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. These guys can go off at any moment. And that's why you take players like that. Um, you might say, Oh, it's only a receiver. Well, not only a receiver, not the points that these guys can put up. Uh, I personally think everybody uh, in the first round 
Um, I, I think, but Kelsey at two is a fine pick. Uh, I don't think either one of us is criticizing their pick. We're more less talking the importance of building a solid team so you can sustain that injury without being without panicking and going, oh man, what am I going to do? Right. Uh, but Kelsey's, like you said, if he's on the field, he's a monster. Doesn't matter when it is in the game. Mahomes will throw to him up by 20 with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like he's he's bulletproof. He's foolproof. I was going to take him at four. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Chase or Jefferson, I may have taken him at two if I had two also. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how much injury affects him. It will definitely affect Kansas City if he doesn't play because as great as Mahomes is, Kelsey is such a weapon. Uh, and especially not having Holmes right now. Although we'll give other guys a chance to step up, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later in the draft. Uh, but yeah, the only one I can see here that's kind of risky is uh, Bajan Robinson going at six. Um, not a bad pick at all, just we haven't seen him on the field, so we really don't know how a shaky Atlanta offense is going to perform. But he's definitely going to be one of the bell cows for them. Uh, they didn't pick him where they picked him to not use him. So, I mean... Certainly not bad. This person also took uh, Zeke Elliott in a rookie year at number four or five, I believe, and and it paid off for him. Same with Saquon. Right. Both times paid dividends for him. So they certainly have a history of taking a, a top a top running back, rookie running back, early and on, and and doing very well. So I can't blame him for going back to that. Well, uh, let me go to uh, we go to round two. We're not going to go round by round. We're just kind of. Yeah. showing you how we kind of fill out our team with the stars and then we'll kind of run down like position groups or clusters of, of, of rounds. Uh, move on to round two. Obviously, snake yeah. draft. Instead of four, I had five, the fifth pick. Uh, I'm not going to reveal your pick for you. You can do that. But I went Tony Pollard. Uh, he's one of the fastest guys in the league. Dallas loves to run the ball. Uh, you know, Dak can be inconsistent. So it's always good to have a, a, a running back on a team where their quarterback's inconsistent, but they can run the ball, and they love to run the ball. This guy can catch. He can run. Uh, he, he's, he's a game-breaker. He can, he can take any handoff that's supposed to be a three-yard pickup and, and take it to the house. Right. We'll see how he does as the primary guy. Last year, he kind of split it with Zeke Elliott uh, and, until he got hurt. Um, but at that point, on the board, I felt good about picking him because I thought he was he had the most upside of any running back still on the board. He's young. Uh, he's been in the league a few years, but he's still young, and he hasn't got all that wear and tear on himself. He's looked fine in camp. He bounced back from his injury last year. Shouldn't be any issues. He should be a full steam ahead. All systems go. So I figured you get a premier receiver, and you get a running back on a team that loves to run the ball, that can run the ball. And they're going to give it to him 20 times a game plus receptions. So right. that Dallas, along with C.D. Lamb and the other guys on that Dallas offense, it should be a really solid offense. So um, we'll see. But uh, what about your second round pick? I mean, I went with Nick Chubb. I love the pick. I love the pick because. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with the, Chubb. The vulture aspect is no longer, or at least the appearance of the vulture instance is no longer there. And what I'm talking about is Kareem Hunt is currently a free agent. I don't think he's been signed by anybody. Um, expecting a a decent contract. And, well, as you can see, Dalvin got a one-year contract. Zeke got what he got from the Patriots. Like, 
it's just not there for any max. We talked about that last week. We don't have to get back into that. Um, I'm just excited that he will no, no longer have, you know, receptions vultured, goal line carries vultured. Will it put more on his plate? Yes. Is there more of a risk for injury? Yeah. But I did factor that into my decision by also doing other things in the rest of the draft to kind of hope, hopefully be able to to navigate a minor injury if it happens and have enough in the tank to where if I sustain a severe injury, I got enough behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think overall, like the round itself, I think it was a good round. A lot of great picks there. There's not really, there's not really a pick in that round that I I'm gonna say I don't like. Like the Austin no. Eckler pick uh, uh, in in the first round, that was the one I'm like, Eesh. that makes me queasy a little bit. That's more of a contract trade issue, right? Uh, going on that's not on the field. This round, I think you you got a lot. Everyone kind of just dialed in in this round and just said i'm gonna pick a good player that's gonna produce and and get me points pretty much week in and week out so that's kind of my two cents on the whole round itself yeah i'd agree and one thing i can say is that i swear i'm not picking on this person because the same person that picked bajan um took patrick mahomes in the second round and this is actually in, in defense of that pick not not criticizing it um a lot of people will tell you you never take quarterbacks early. You never take quarterbacks early. Well, guess what, guys? There, all you can do with fantasy is the best you can. As as Ben's talked about before, you can pick a great player in the first round, and they might be a bust, and they might have a bad year. They might get injured in week one. You never know. You never, ever know. You can have the best team heading into the season and finish dead last because injuries or lack of performance. You never, ever know. So if you want to take someone who you know is a sure thing at a key position – uh, go ahead and take them. Would I suggest it in the first round? Not really. I I was in I was drafting in a twelve team league. I had the first overall pick, which meant I did not pick again until twenty four. Ouch. I was gonna take Patrick Mahomes at twenty four in round two in a twelve team league. I start with Justin Jefferson and add Patrick Mahomes, and then kind of build my running backs from there. Uh, he went mid second round. He's going second round pretty much everywhere. He's the best player in the game. Uh, he's the most consistent player in the game. It really doesn't matter who he has around him. He still performs. He's a fantastic player. Uh, and I was actually going to take him in the second round of the person who took him in the second round did not take him two picks ahead of me. So get it out of your head that there's a perfect scenario. Sometimes you just take the best player on the board and you take the player that you feel most comfortable with. Uh, even if it's not the biggest name, which obviously Patrick Mahomes is a huge name, but There'll be some players later on we we t- we talk to you guys about, and they're not massive names, or or not yet at least, or they're not known for consistency or or uh, really producing as they thought they would when they came out of college. But there's always a rhyme and reason why you take a player, and if you feel good about it, go for it. Because I tell that person not to take Mahomes. What if they miss out on the next three quarterbacks they want, and then they're stuck with Kirk Cousins in round six or seven, um, which. Again, Cousins is fine, but he's not Mahomes. You know, so it's it's I I would have 
taking him in the second round, regardless of where I was, even if I had the first pick in the second round, if he was there. And unfortunately, he wasn't, so I waited on quarterback, but I ended up doing okay. So, uh, Also, Chris, uh, the person who took him, they won the championship last year. So exactly. Have, exactly. They, That's you can a- criticize the whole draft. Oh, yeah. That person can be like, yeah, but I, I won the league last year, so what's up? But that's what I meant. It's like it's not a criticism at all. It's just no, I, no, it, no, it was no, the I first agree. QB taken. So I'm just like people saying not to take them that early. But I'm like, if that's what you wanted, this this person is, is a very big Mahomes fan, rightfully so, and they've done very well with Mahomes in the past. And there's no reason to not take him if that's if that's the guy you want and it's your pick, just take him. Like you don't have to listen to any algorithm or I mean, no. If you're a Patriots fan, you could take Mac Jones in round two. Um, you probably got to get your head checked because he's going to be available late in the draft because he hasn't really proven he's elite in fantasy yet, if he ever does. But, yeah, no, as I was like, same with the Bajan pick in the first. That was not a criticism. That was just saying it's it, it it's a risk and it's a gutsy move because you don't know what you're getting Um, on the football field in the NFL. You only know what you saw in college. Bajan's going to be a star. He's going to kill it. Like, it's not a bad pick at all. It's just kind of showing people the range. And sometimes... um. The risk is worth it. You know what you're getting yep. from. She knows what she's getting from Mahomes. Right. Bajan turns out to be the next Saquon or or, or, or CMC. He's going to be going in that position again next year, anyways. So, yeah, I just 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 I wanted to make that real quick because this person might be listening, and I don't want them to think that's a criticism at all or I'm picking on them. It's just that they happen to uh, pick players that cover two talking points I wanted to talk about. So I would have mentioned them regardless of who drafted those guys. Just happened. Right. That it was the same player or same person. Um, round three, I went Cooper Cup. Um, uh, look, two years ago, I drafted this guy in like the ninth round. And he hadn't done much the year before. They had Jared Goff. He had some injury issues. I'm like, all right, maybe this guy's time as being like a premier guy is kind of fading away, even though he's still relatively young. Uh, it was not. He set numerous records. I actually released him before the season started, and the person who won the championship eventually picked him up and absolutely killed it, and I actually played them in the playoffs, and Cup killed me, never making that mistake again. The fact, even though he's questionable uh, to start the season, uh, when he plays, he will not be questionable. He's the undisputed best offensive weapon on that team. Um and he's going to get 120 targets easy this year, if not more. And uh, the injury doesn't appear to be all that serious. He might be out a week or two, if if at all. But uh, if I didn't pick him there, he was probably going to get picked soon anyways, if not the third round, the fourth round. He wasn't making it much farther. And it's the player I wanted, going back to what I said last round. Was the QB too early? No, not if that's the guy you wanted. Cup was a guy I had my eye on. I almost took him in round two, but I knew I needed a running back. And uh so I went with it. And I'm I'm happy with it. I'm I'm okay with it. I think even with injury concerns potentially, he's enough of a game changer where if he's a hundred percent, I have him and Jamar Chase as my receiving core. Whew, that's a tough one to beat. It's it's no doubt you you're you're set yourself up um to have two premier wide receivers. I went the other direction. Uh, I wanted to set myself up with 
another premier running back. Mm-hmm. So I went with, with Najee Harris from Pittsburgh. And I just I like what it brings to the table. It's another guy that will run the ball between the tackles and also catch the ball out of the backfield. There's not a dominant number one option on that team right now. George Pickens is on the rise. Pat Fryermuth is still an average to above average tight end. Uh, Deontay Johnson is still there. Obviously, all the TikTok champions have been either traded away, released, wherever they're at now. But I think they got a good, solid base there. I had doubts about Kenny Pickens, but clearly Pittsburgh's going all in with them. I think this is a year Najee's going to try to notch his belt as the premier running back because he's one of those other running backs that was chirping about being underpaid. How you stop that or attempt to stop that is you go out and you perform and put a product on the field that your front office just can't, cannot say, Hey, we need to pay this guy no matter what. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what he does. Um, overall, that I think the the round itself was a good round. I, not trying to pick on anybody. That Joe Mixon pick. I like Joe Mixon, but is Joe Mixon a third-round pick? I'm not sure he is. Here's the thing in that in that offense, if you have healthy Burrow and Chase and and and, and Higgins and all those guys, especially with an improved offensive line, you know, I mean, he, he's still a weapon. I mean, he can catch, he can run, he can have some big games. So I think it's kind of the case of like going with a known commodity early on as opposed to taking a chance. Um, is this person? Uh, yeah, their first two picks were Tyreek Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs. They already had those some of those electric playmakers. So I think they were yeah. kind of going, all right, I'll kind of go with somebody who's going to get me a solid. I mean, Joe Mixon's never going to get you a zero unless he's not playing. Joe Mixon's going to get you eight to ten points on the downside more than likely. Which is not bad for a player who's not having, you know, every week you're going to have your guys who are just kind of like your baseline players who just do the minimum, and you're going to have your game breakers who are like, oh, you're the reason I won this week. Right. Mixing can be both of those depending on the opponent and depending on how the game's going for Cincinnati. So I actually don't think it's a bad pick. Um, I know you weren't saying it was bad. It was just a little questionable. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I... Honestly, pretty much all the guys who were taken later on in that round, whether it be Amara St. Brown, who I, I kind of thought was going to be who you were taking that round, but ended up going right before your pick, because uh, that kid's just oh he's dy- a, oh, he's, he's dynamic. Oh, he's I had him, I had him queued up, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was like, why is he not queued up? Oh, because he got picked. If Cup, if Cup had been an injury where I knew he was going to miss four to six weeks, I would have taken Amara St. Brown right there and and tried to get Cup round five, round six, round seven, somewhere around there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, solid round. Uh, let's let's do round four, and then we'll kind of do a couple rounds at a time after that. Sure. Um, so you picked first in round four. You had the second pick in round four, and you went with? Ramondre Stevenson. So, yes, I went essentially three running backs in a row. And I'm just trying to build 
a nice stable of running backs. So that way I can really cover myself each and every week. And a Ramondre, it's the same thing. He runs between the tackles and he does receive out of the backfield. He had, uh, I, I don't remember the exact number last year, but he had a high number of, of receptions. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to count them, but there was a week where he had. Oh, yeah. No, he did, nine, he did real good. Nine, yeah. Nine, nine receptions. Now, will that be different this year potentially? Yeah. Uh, one, different offense. Two, um, the Patriots' wide receiver depth, in my opinion, and I don't know if you feel this way, I think it's deep, extremely deep. Is there anyone top end? No. Devontae and Kendrick and Juju are probably like all neck and neck. Uh, and then you got all the young kids who are right below them. And those two but, kids, I'm really high on those two kids. Oh, uh, those kids. Uh, DeMar Davis and uh, Butte. And uh, Butte, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and, and then Zeke's going to take some carries away, probably some goal line carries. That's fine with me. Ramondre's number, number three. And he's going to be there as a flex option. He's mm-hmm. going to be there when I have bye weeks and he's going to take over the slot of either the number one or number two wide running back. And I got enough built in pieces around everything to really, if he has a down week, it's not going to be the end of me. And Ramondre doesn't really have down weeks. Ramondre is steady. Like he had some, he had he started off slow in the beginning of the season coming off an injury and then they kind of tried to save him at the end of the season. Perfectly fine because when he when they backed him off, we had already finished. We were done. Like this is the one thing that we do do is uh what I think week 16 was our championship. Yeah. Uh, yep. All right. So yeah, he didn't have a productive week 16 last year, but generally like we're we're pretty much done. So I'm not worried about the end of the season where teams are going to slow players down. This is why we designed. That's why you got to know not only your point system, got to know the structure of your league. So, you know, if you're in a, in a league that goes all the way, the championship will go all the way to week 18. Oh God. Who does that? You're, one, one, you're absolutely beating your head against the wall. Yeah. You're, and you play uh, with animals. Get, 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 get out of that league with, with some civil and, Join a league of civilized human beings and know how to set one up. Because because you don't need to do that. Oh. It's 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 unnecessary. It's unnatural. Um, so that's why I'm not really concerned if if Bill and and actually Bill and Bill Bill and Bill um, Bill squared <laughs> uh, decide they want to back off Ramondre at the end of the season, rightfully so because they want to keep him fresh for the playoffs. So I, let's I'm confident. let's hope that's a concern this year. I I'm hoping it is. Um, but your pick, my pick, I, I, I got no problem with your pick. No, no, nor do I, nor do I. I went with, uh, I went with your, uh, future 2023 NFL MVP, Mr. Joe Burrow. Uh, this could be the year he finally breaks through and gets a championship. Uh, I mean, there were some funny things that happened at AFC championship game last year. Um, Almost like they didn't want Mahomes to keep losing. I don't know. Some some weird things. 
Right. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. But um, he definitely is a guy who I can see getting a ring or two in his career. And I already had Chase. Um, Mahomes was gone. Allen was gone. Uh, Herbert had just gone earlier um, in the rounds. Uh, somebody already had a quarterback, so that's a little odd. Um, take two quarterbacks that early, but whatever. That's what that team wanted to do for their team, so that's understandable. Uh, I, if if Burrow had already been gone, full disclosure, I was waiting at quarterback. I was just gonna wait till the end and pick up the best of what was left. Try to get like a Brock Purdy or someone like that, uh, and and just hope that they turned into at least something consistent week after week, like they showed they could last year. Uh, but Burrow was still there, and it looks like he's going to be playing week one. Uh, I did pick up a backup in case he can't. Um, I- I'm great with a pick in round four. Like I said, I have that Burrow-Chase stack. Uh, aside from my co-host here, I believe we have the only two stacks, quarterback and oh, number no. one receiver in the league. Chris, I told uh, you there's another one. Is there? Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, actually, the guy, I'm playing, guy I'm playing week one has... um. Deshaun Watson and uh, Amari Cooper. So, like I said, uh, along with my co-host, I'm the only one in the league who has a stack because uh, Amari Cooper plays three weeks a year, and Deshaun Watson has shown no signs of being anything close to what he was in Houston. Uh, so, you got to show him before I'm worried about it. Uh, either way, I'd feel a lot more confident in the Burrow, uh, the Burrow Chase stack <laughs> than. <laughs> Then Watson, uh, you never know if he's going to get himself in legal trouble again. What the, What's going to happen there? Cooper's inconsistent. Uh, I kid, of course, because they can certainly. Both talented guys. Um, Cooper's talented, just inconsistent as all hell. Uh, can certainly put on a show. And, 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 you know, now that I'm talking crap about him, I am playing that stack week one. So I'll get I'll have to put my money where my mouth is right away. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I'm... I'm, I'm very, very happy with Joe Burrow, uh, who I'm uh, very, very high on uh, to go into um, going into the season as my starting quarterback. Uh, he should only be out the week that the Bengals have a bye. Aside from that, he'll be the starter. I don't care what defense he's playing. He's one of those guys you put him in no matter what because he can get you 40, 45 points. And there's not a lot of guys who you can say, I'm putting you in no matter what. Like, if you got Kirk Cousins against an elite defense, yeah, you're still going to play Justin Jefferson because he's going to throw to him 20 times that game. But you're not starting Cousins. You're like, no way. He's going to throw four picks. Like, I'm not doing that crap. Um, So, moving on to round five, uh, we'll go. You want to do five, six, and seven? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, Round five, I took Debo Samuel. Uh. Uh, six, I took Kenneth Walker III from Seattle, running back. And round seven, I took Miles Sanders for Carolina. Very simple here. Debo is, I think, in a full offseason where he knows who his quarterback's going to be. Uh-huh. Uh, and he has a chance to actually uh, – there wasn't a contract dispute this offseason. Also, there was a lot of distractions going into last season for him on the 49ers. He knows his QB. He's had a full offseason to practice and get ready and, and know he's going to be there. He is one of the most electric players in the league. Can be inconsistent, which is kind of somewhat of a concern. But when he's on, he's worth the risk. Kenneth Walker the third. Um, Seattle's going to run the ball. I know they have a great receiving core, uh, and and Geno Smith, which I never thought I would have said last preseason, 
really was a, a, a solid part of that offense, uh, throwing the ball to guys like uh, Lockett and and uh, Metcalf, and they got uh, and Jigba, Jackson Smith, and Jigba also on that team now. Uh, one of the best names in football, uh, and and they're going to throw a lot too, but they're also going to run. And Pete Carroll loves apparently, unless it's a Super Bowl, he loves running on the goal line. Uh, so, which is a Patriots fan, I'm thrilled about, but. Uh, as somebody, you know, I, I don't expect Kenneth Walker to be a game breaker, uh, but I think he's going to be a very steady guy who's going to get very consistent carries and is going to perform on a team that wants to run. And then Miles Sanders, uh, great year last year in Philly, obviously a much different team this year. Now that he's on the Panthers. Do I expect him to replicate what he did last year? No. Uh, but kind of like Ben said with Ramondre, I picked up Miles Sanders based on like what I think he can do. He can catch. He can run. He's they don't have CMC there anymore. The backup, I believe, is Chuba Hubbard, uh, because the other guy who was taken, um, taken, uh, I forgot his name, but he was taking uh, reps from Hubbard last year, is somewhere else now. Uh, Dante Foreman, um, yep, or Deontay Foreman, excuse me, uh, is somewhere else now. So it's Sanders and then Hubbard. Hubbard's a fine backup. Sanders is the number one. He's the guy on a team with a young quarterback. Sanders can catch. He's going to get a lot of dump-off passes, which he can do things with. He's going to be able to run. Uh, is he CMC? No. But uh, he's a very talented player who I can put in my flex and get respectable points. So I'm very happy with Sanders in round seven. I would be too. Trust me. And Kenneth Walker, trust me, uh, Chris. I've, I've seen Kenneth Walker firsthand uh not only in the nfl but uh, uh you know facing michigan he might he can be stopped but if he breaks it see you later oh yeah he's gone he is gone so he could get you 40 points and you'll be like what just happened yeah that's how that's possible um so i went let's see fourth and two I went Justin Fields. I went DJ Moore. And then I went DeAndre Hopkins. I'll start back in. D Hop. Do I know what he's going to do in Tennessee? I have no clue. I think he still has something left in his tank. I'm concerned about T- uh, Tannehill or Malik Willis being the quarterback. But he's still, you know, even if he loses some speed. He still has the elevation and he still has the catch radius. And I think back to when he was with the Texans, all those garbage quarterbacks they put in front of him, he still had productive seasons. Uh-huh. He's not my number one wide receiver. I don't even, he's not even going to be my number two. It's probably going to be a flex. And if he completely is garbage, so be it. But I, I think he's going to be productive. And then I formed my own stack back-to-back. I went Justin Fields and DJ Moore. I just like the pairing. Mm -hmm. They they started to form a connection in preseason. Uh, This could be the explosion of Justin Fields on the league. We'll see. Um, I'm confident he had a much-improved season last year. And... I just think another year in the same system, 
another year away from what was his name? What was the head coach's name? Uh, oh, Nagy. Nagy. Yeah, yeah, yep. Another year away from him, and just getting him a number one wide receiver, which is what DJ Moore is. I just think it's going to produce a lot of yards. You look at their competition in the in the division, and I don't want to say it's questionable, but it's it's. It's the most up in the air this division has been in a long, long time. Oh, 100%. So, 100%. So I, I, I just think that's that's why I, and obviously I wanted to do a stack. I want to get myself a stack. Uh, I just think, is there is there inherent risk with a stack? Yes. Sure. But you can see it. Um, I think it was my my last championship run, but I didn't win the championship. I had the um, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper stack, <laughs> and it helped until I got to the playoffs, and then didn't help. Well, yeah, because uh, Dallas folds on the playoffs like an accordion. So that's true. Um, um, and and then you want to do eight, nine, and ten, or you got something else? Yeah, yeah no, let's just do we'll do three at a time. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> so round eight, I took a chance. Uh, not necessarily the player and the talent, but on the fact they'll actually play sometime soon. Uh, I went round eight, which I can't believe I'm saying. I went Jonathan Taylor. Uh, nine, I went Isaiah Pacheco. And ten, I went Christian Kirk. The thought process round eight was it's Jonathan Taylor. This guy went second, top three overall, at least last year overall. People were thinking this guy was going to have a 2,000-yard season. <clears throat> he was on a very suspect Indianapolis team. He's has he has some phantom injuries right now. He's been placed on the pub list. He's gonna or, or IR whatever, but he's gonna miss the first four weeks at least. For um, that's fine. I I didn't pick him up as my primary anything. And he's a guy who I get in the eighth round. And if he gets traded, uh, or ends up making nice with uh the uh, Colts and and gets back on the field, I have a guy who has the talent to be a top two pick, top pick overall. And I got him in the eighth round. So could it blow up in my face? Maybe. But it's round eight. It was time to start taking some chances. Uh, nine. I couldn't believe this guy was here. I almost picked him in the fourth and fifth round. But just there was good players available still. I couldn't. I went Isaiah Pacheco. I know it's a three-headed monster in quotations. That running back down there in Kansas City. Believe me. This guy, if he stays healthy, is going to very quickly be the number one. Be the consensus number one. Um he can catch, certainly can run. It's only in his second year. Mahomes is his quarterback. Uh, and, and, and I mean, this guy could be, I, I know this might be a little dramatic. This guy could be a potential league winner. If he pans out, he could be a 20, 25 point per game player. I honestly believe he can be in that offense. He is what they, they thought they were getting when they drafted Clyde Edwards, Alaire who is still there, somebody tell them. Um, <laughs> and they have, uh, who else? Um, uh, Eric McKinnon. McKinnon, McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon's a, look, McKinnon and Edwards Allaire are both very good players. Pacheco is going to be the class of that, that running back core, if healthy, and it's going to pay dividends for me, I think. Christian Kirk, um, we all kind of laughed when the Jaguars gave him the contract they did last offseason. 
Uh, and then we saw him really build a good rapport with Trevor Lawrence, who got better every week. And they actually went into the playoffs and, and won a game, and Kirk was a big part of that. I just think another year with a great coaching staff, a coaching staff that really knows how to handle young players. Uh, is is Kirk going to get Justin Jefferson numbers or Jamar Chase numbers? Absolutely not. But that's why he's a pick in the 10th round. I don't need him to be. I need him to be consistent. And every once in a while, he's going to have, a you know, eight receptions for 100 yards in a touchdown game. And uh, it's going to be a nice coverage for a player on my team who doesn't perform that week. And uh, solid guy to plug in during bye weeks. So I feel really good about those picks too. I don't know if you saw the middle finger consistently up while you were talking about Isaiah Pachenko. No, I did not. I was just looking at the screen. I did not. Were you going to take him? I had had this the whole time. (laughs) This guy steals my pick. Dude, I got him in my other league, too, my 12-team league in, like, round seven. I could not believe it. Uh, It's a a 12-team. I got him in round seven. I'm like, this guy's going to be. I don't know what everybody was. Like, I don't know what the disconnect is. Either I'm seeing something that's not there or other people are missing things that are there. So we'll find out. So in round eight, I took Terry McLaurin. He is a lock for a thousand yards. It's a great pick. Great pick. Touchdown. So I just, it just, and, and if you're out there and you think, well, who is their quarterback? It doesn't matter who his quarterback is. No. The kid has been in the league for like three or four years and he just puts up thousand yard seasons. Yep. I'm perfectly fine with what he does. And I think they're starting uh, Sam Howell, I believe. Yeah. But the guy just put us up. He puts up touchdowns. I mean, he only had two, four, five, five touchdowns last year, but he's pretty consistent with his other numbers. So round eight, I'm getting a consistent performer that probably will touch double digits each and every week. Probably fine with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, round number nine, I went J.K. Dobbins because someone took my pick three picks earlier. So It's I, funny. If you didn't take Dobbins there, I was taking him round 10 instead of Kirk. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I kind of just – I don't want to say begrudgingly, but I'm like, I see the potential still in JK. And with with um, Lamar fully on board with his contract, as long as he stays healthy, I think we're gonna we're gonna see the what the potential was supposed to be for JK Dobbins. Uh, it's just a matter of health, health, and health. And then round 10, I went with George Pickens. I think I see the upside. He's he's he put his stamp last year on the team. And I just think this year he's just going to take that next step and just be more of a a dominant figure in their passing game. Um, And that's what, you know, I could have went a different direction, but I felt like I saw enough of him. He makes the standard plays, but then he also makes these highlight reels. And that's what I like about him. He's going to be consistent for me. And at this point in the draft, that's what you're looking for. You want to try to get either consistency or those sleepers. And we're probably going to start talking about some sleeper picks here, Chris. Yeah. Uh, um, so, And uh, one, one thing on Pickens, I took Pickens in my 12-team league. I'm very high on Pickens. I think – you have Pickens, who comes in with, with uh, Pickett at quarterback. Well, I know people make fun of his tiny hands, but uh, 
he's he didn't play bad last year, especially for a rookie in a stressful situation and a historic franchise like the Steelers. And him and Pickens both being you know same year drafted, there's a bit of a connection there, and and they're going to be a very very nice combo. And he's the number one. I'm sorry, people can talk Deontay Johnson all they want at number one. Pickens is the number. If he isn't considered on the depth chart, he's going to be by the time the season is over. Deontay Johnson has hands of stone. I'm sorry. Like, he has all the physical tools in the world. The guy drops easy passes way too often. If he can stop doing that, he can be a top top receiver. Uh, but, I mean, we're going into year three or four now with him, and he's had the same problem both all, all the time. Like, he's not improving. It's he'll have a great game, and then late in the game when it matters, he'll drop a, a, a 10-yard slant pass. With with nobody on him, it it, it it has to stop, or he can't be a premier guy. Pickett can be. All right, so we're going to eleven, twelve, thirteen now. Uh, yep, sleepers. I, I took uh, I took two sleepers here, back to back. I took Sky Moore in round eleven, receiver for the Chiefs, and uh, Khalil Herbert, running back for the Bears. And then I took my kicker, round 13. Kickers are coming off the board, and I figured I'd rather have a steady kicker on a good offense who was going to get a lot of opportunity. So I went with Jake Elliott of the Eagles. Uh, Sky Moore, I, I, I don't I don't know who the number one, obviously Kelsey's the number one technically in Kansas City receiving-wise, but he's classified as a tight end. As far as wide receivers go, I don't know if Sky Moore isn't the number one receiver. Um, I, I really don't know how the offense is going to shake out. You know, it's going to be good. You know, it's going to be effective. And, and I figured, uh, look, round 11, I'll take a chance at Mahomes' number one receiving target all day. Absolutely not a problem. If he ends up getting 20 receptions on the year, you know what? It's round 11. That's a chance I'm willing to take. Uh, Khalil Herbert. Looks to all the world to be the starter on a young Bears offense that's getting better. Kind of the reason why you took the stack you did of Fields and uh, and more because there's potential there and that division's wide open and it's cold in Chicago. It's snowy in Chicago, especially after the first few weeks of the year. And what do you do when it's like that? You run the ball a lot. And um, I'm hoping that's what happens again. It's round 12. So if Khalil Herbert ends up being just an average guy, another guy, oh, well. I took a chance. There was good. I had good reasoning as to why I took who I took. I'm confident in that. And uh, I feel really good about all my picks so far. Um, So, yeah. And then, like I said before, Jake Elliott went with the kicker. I normally wait uh, till later in the draft to take the kicker. I usually take kicker in defense last two picks. Uh, but there was kind of a run on kickers and I'm like, well, I don't want to get stuck doing the dancing kicker game where I have to try to find someone every single week uh, aside from the bye week. So I'm like, uh, Elliot, you know, <laughs> Eagles are going to put up 30 points a game. So even if he just gets the extra points in a field goal, he's good for four to six points a game, pretty much guaranteed. Uh, the Eagles aren't going to, ha- aren't going to suffer a whole lot of those scoring games with that offense. So um, I, that's that. I mean, He's going to have some lower weeks, going to have some higher weeks, but he's going to be consistent. So that's what you want in a kicker. 
Yeah, and I I, I went kind of actually kind of the same direction you went a little bit. Um, I, I got actually the next three picks are pretty much if... going to be are going to be uh, sleepers and. You know, Zach Sarbanet, you don't know who he is. I thought you had a stroke when you picked him. I'm like, did he, no, did he fall on the no, keyboard and hit it accidentally? No, no, I did that on purpose. That is a handcuff for your player that you picked early in the draft, and that's going to be right. the third. All right. Uh, Zach Sarbanet was an elite running back at UCLA and spent his first uh, first college football season with the Michigan Wolverines. So I am very familiar with Zach Sharpnet. He's okay. dynamic running back. It's about opportunity. Um, Zach is going to be on my bench probably all year unless something happens to Kenneth Walker. Um, then I took Brandon Ayuk. You took Debo Samuel. I think Brandon Ayuk is more of the traditional wide receiver as opposed to Debo is more versatile. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And that'll be interesting to see where that lands him. Brandon Ayuk's probably gonna be again, he's just gonna be inserted when I need him, if I need him at all. Uh it's not consistent year. There's weeks where he had double digit points and there's weeks that he had almost embarrassingly nothing. That could also be a factor of the quarterback because that quarterback play was they weren't sure of. And then Brock Purdy came in. It still wasn't like as consistent as you would like, but he had a lot of good games. So again, depth piece. It's either consistent player or a sleeper that has potential. And Brandon Ayuk has that potential. Plus, I know he's coming up on a contract year at some point. I think it's either this year or next year. He's going to want to get those touches. And then uh, I'll end off that three-pack with with Bryce Young. That's sleeper. That's I don't need a quarterback till week 13, as long as something doesn't happen to Justin Fields. So that's where my thought process is there. I like his upside. Heisman Trophy winner uh, from two years ago. The offense is going to be structured around him. He's versatile. He he runs when he needs to. He has a pretty ball. I thought about C.J. Stroud, but I factored in Bryce Young's ability and ability and his desire to actually run the ball, where C.J. kind of just doesn't want to run the ball. Um, and I thought about the, all the other backup quarterbacks, but I'm like, let me get someone with high upside who's probably going to play all season. So I went with Bryce Young. Yeah, not a, not a bad pick. You never know what you're going to get from those rookie uh, rookie uh, quarterbacks. Again, if he ends up being another version of Lamar Jackson, you got yourself a steal. And like you said, you don't need him every week. You don't need him until late in the season as long as there's no injury. So, And if he performs well, first couple of weeks, he's not going to be there. So right. you got him on your team. You got him locked. There you go. Uh, round 14 and 15. It's a 15-round draft. We have the two rounds left. I took the Cowboys defense. They were uh, more. Honestly, I took them more for the special teams 
then I, I don't think they're going to be shutting a lot of people out, but their special teams unit is going to be really good. It usually is, uh, especially with somebody like C.D. Lamb returning kicks potentially. I don't know why you have a number one receiver returning kicks still, but Dallas is going to Dallas, so go nuts. And um, the defense does cause a lot of turnovers and, and does have a pretty good uh, scoring ratio. They do give up a lot of points sometimes, but they also score. And um, I didn't want to use... I didn't want to. I didn't want to use a top ten pick certainly on a defense. I wasn't going to get one of the premier ones. I knew that. I think Dallas was the best of kind of the rest when I picked them, and I feel pretty good about it most weeks. Like I said, I don't expect them to win me any, ga- any games, but I don't think they're going to lose me many either. So, uh, in round fifteen, I took the uh, Mister Relevant from last year as my backup quarterback, Brock Purdy. Uh, that. If he performs consistently like he did last year and he continues to improve, I have the Purdy and Debo Samuel stack as well, um, and which is going to be nice week seven when Burrow and Chase and <laughs> a third of my current starters are on by. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, who knows if he comes out and he isn't what they think he's going to be, which I doubt that they didn't trade Trey Lance because uh, Brock Purdy wasn't showing him anything. Uh, so... I feel really good about him as a backup. Uh, if Burrow misses time with injury, I feel good about putting him in. Um, and week seven, like I said, I, I have relatively early in the season. I have a bye week. I'm going to need somebody consistent. I can throw him and Debo in there. And while I don't have the confidence in them, I have in uh, Chase and Burrow. Um, they still have the potential to light it up if things go right. So, uh, and again, 15th pick. I mean, it, it's it's damn near as irrelevant as you get in fantasy. So if you get anything close to a name player or a quality starter, you're doing pretty good. So that's that's how my team rounds out. And I, I got to tell you, man, this is from top to bottom, personally, one of my favorite teams I've ever drafted, ever. I, I, I feel so good about this team. If I don't have injuries, I'm it, it's I feel very good about where I can go with this team. Yeah, and uh, as per usual, I will round out my draft with um, defense and special team and then my kicker because that's how serious I take these positions. Uh, I did go with the Jets. Uh, I factored in there. They have a ton of talent on defense, so it's not really the special teams aspect of it. It's just I feel like they're going to have low points, low yards they're going to feast on any team that's inconsistent or just unsure of themselves and obviously Aaron Rodgers coming in that offense will play better or at least should on paper therefore that's going to give that defense more opportunity to kind of sink their teeth into that that the opposing offense so uh round 15 I just went Young, Young Hu, Young Hoku uh, for Atlanta, the kicker. Guy's got a leg on him. He can, he can bomb him. He does. He I'm does. really, I'm yeah. really disappointed the Patriots let that guy go his rookie year. Oh, me too. Me too. But I, I the offense should be better. Uh, Bijan coming in. And you got Drake London. You have Kyle Pitts. You have Bijan Robinson. You have the pieces. And we talked about this. Some point this offseason. Um, is Desmond Ritter the answer? I don't know. Um, we'll see. 
If he's not, they're going to probably pick top top five um, in the draft and probably get themselves a good quarterback or at least a good quarterback prospect. Um, but they have all the pieces in place. So I felt like this was a good opportunity. This is a good place to, to take him instead of a, what you would think of as a more seasoned, reliable kicker. I did have my finger on the button to go with Chad Ryland of our New England Patriots, but I'm like, let me go with someone who's a little bit more consistent. So yeah, yeah, I went with him. I rounded out my team. I think I like my team where it's at very, very much um, high end talent. It, two injuries. I could be sunk um, Two injuries and key points, but I built it because I wanted to go running back heavy mm-hmm. and I purposefully staggered those bye weeks so that my only real issue is going to be week 13. That's later in the season. So, you know, if Bryce Young is the option, great. If he's not, I pick up a different quarterback. Some people are going to get injured. I'm probably going to drop somebody because they're going to go on IR and I'll be able to kind of maneuver. Things are going to happen, but I'm very confident that I have situated myself to where my my team week in and week out is going to put decent numbers on the, on the board. Oh, yeah. It's just a matter of can I get those touchdowns to put myself over the top? And I honestly think my quarterback's probably going to carry this team. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I, I feel – I feel great about my team. Um, funny thing, they do this thing uh, where they do the final standing projections for trends, um, which, look, yeah, it's cool to see my team's projected to be the first overall team, uh, but it's odd because, like, you can't take this too seriously. There's so many variables, and, and there's so many oh, things yeah. that happen, and things change every week. Uh, it was very exciting to see that, that I, I, I drafted as well as I thought I did according to their uh, – their algorithm but um a couple of injuries can easily put me down and this again means nothing week to week because there's no guarantee who's going to score what who's going to do what against what defense um i can't it has oddly enough it has you listed eighth so we're at the complete opposite ends of the spectrum um but i think that's kind of i mean obviously correct me if i'm wrong and I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way because it could work out for you. But I think you went, you went more on potential you can see, yep. and I went, I went more on potential if they play. Like <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is a great pick where I picked him if he ever plays. If not, well, then he's a wasted pick. Uh, I can say this: the Colts did me a favor because they put him on uh, the pup list or IR. Before we drafted, so immediately after I drafted him, I was able to put him on injured reserve and open up a roster spot for myself, and I picked up Jamal Williams of the Saints because he's going to be the starter for at least the first four to six weeks of that season because Kamara suspended. Right. And he has a quarterback. Yeah, it's Derek Carr. He's not great, but he's a traditional quarterback at least. He's going to hand the ball off. Jamal Williams is a vulture within that five-yard line. 
Uh, so if I need to use him, I have him. Um, and I feel really good. Uh, I'm, you know, projection wise projected to win my first week matchup. That doesn't mean anything again, projections, but I, I like the fact that I'd rather, <laughs> I, I, I've had it in the past where I've drafted and it's like, Oh, you're the seventh or eighth overall team. I'd rather have the, 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 the known commodities and be like, Oh, you're aside from injuries or lack of performance. You're in a really good spot as opposed to, Oh, wow. You took way too many chances and uh, you're really going to have to hope for a lot of things to go right. I feel with my team, if they just do the things they've done in the past uh, and, and I do not draft on past performance, but all the guys I drafted are at the age and at the point in the progression where they should not regress which is where I went. I kind of went a different a different method this year. Usually, I kind of take more chances. And this year, I'm like, Kenneth Walker III. Uh, don't feel like Seattle's going to be an electric offense, but they're going to be consistent. So I'll take a guy who's going to get 20 carries a game and right. probably at least a couple of goal line carries over, you know, taking a chance on, you know, just uh, – handcuff early like when you pick the handcuff is a really good spot because you know 13th round whatever like seattle also has a history of running back injuries unfortunately uh it seems they just have a rash of injuries to running back every year after marshawn lynch retired and uh you know to pick the backup on a team that's going to run the ball especially when you're familiar with them like you said at michigan not a bad pick. If you picked them in round five or six, it'd have been like, "What are you doing?" Whoa! And in the past, I've kind of done that. I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm so certain this guy's injury prone. I'm going to take this backup." Um, I, I, you know, Christian McCaffrey is going to be the primary guy in San Francisco, hands down, if he's healthy. But he's had some injury issues. I picked up Eli Mitchell, uh, in like I think it was like the 14th round of my other league, my 12 team league. Is Mitchell going to be anything to really write home about consistently if McCaffrey stays healthy? Nope. McCaffrey's a guy. However, if he goes down, here's a starter who's proved he can do it, who can get you 100 yards a game, already locked in. So that's kind of where your mind has to be. And the last thing I can say before we either end this episode or move on, depending on the time, uh, is you are not going to win a league with a team you just drafted. Nope. You may win with the primary players, but people are going to be better than you thought. People are going to let you down, and much like in real life. Uh, and you're going to have to go to the waiver wire, which we will discuss in future episodes, the best way to kind of go about that, uh, possibly even next week. I don't want to guarantee that. I have not talked to Ben about that yet, but it's going to be something we would dive into next week. Uh, you know, you're going to have to go and take – you're going to have to drop some guys you may not want to drop because they might be bigger names, but they're not performing. So you go pick up the guy who is performing consistently and don't feel bad about it. You'd rather win a league with somebody who is an up-and-comer than not make the playoffs with known commodities. So that's 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 my uh, my final say on the fantasy for this week. I, I would just say, Chris, I'll keep it simple. Love your fantasy draft on on draft day. Love it until the season starts. Once the season starts, 
don't love it anymore. Just go into e- each week and understand that something's going to happen. You may need to make a decision and you cannot look at that player and say, well, I drafted him six in, in the sixth round. I have to keep him on my roster. I right. have no choice. No, you do have a choice. You need to do what's best for your roster at that time. Draft is over. Draft is gone. You don't win championships there. You win it navigating the waiver wire, navigating your roster, dropping who you need to drop, and as rare as it can be, making strategic trades that may help both teams, but there's an angle for you as the player to win that trade. But just once the draft's over and the season starts, don't love your draft anymore. Just no. move on from that. Because if you if you do that, you're going to have six people injured, two of them on IR, and you're just saying, ah, screw it. I'm done for the season. And if you do that, honestly, especially if you're in a in a in a league like ours, where it's almost the same players every year, you're gonna find yourself on the outs right. and no longer in that league. And it's great to join random leagues on 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 different websites, but there, there's a different flavor when each and every year it's the same people or almost the same people. So that's what I would do. Um, just don't love, don't love your draft. Once the season starts. Oh, I know I said I was done, but I have one more thing. Um, <laughs> I always remember things as it goes. Don't get caught up in what I just talked about, which is the, uh, the, the projections and the final standings. Yeah. Like I said, those are fun. Don't make decisions based on that ever. Because yeah, that has a lot to do with like the bench too. Like I guarantee you one of the reasons that I'm, I'm, I'm ranked one is because I have guys like Jonathan Taylor on my bench who is, is, is so highly thought of in their algorithm. And it's great if he pans out, but if he doesn't play for me, it doesn't matter at all. So even if I'm number one and I have Jonathan Taylor on my bench and they say, Jonathan Taylor will not play at the 2023 season and I drop him and I go from first to fifth. Am I any less happy with my team? I still feel good about my team. Even if the guy I pick up isn't better. So always just go with what's best for your team. Don't worry about the name. Don't worry about what it's going to do to your final standing projection. I was ranked three last year in my 12-team league for most of the year. But I just kept getting guys injured. But they were still on my bench, so I still had a high ranking. And I got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. And I really wasn't much of a threat after that because, well, obviously I was eliminated. But after the injuries, going into the playoffs, because you just you can't account for that all the time. Um, especially in a deeper league, but you will definitely have more uh, fantasy advice. Uh, ben and I have a lot of knowledge on this to share going forward uh, and kind of include that as part of, especially going into the football season, part of our, our weekly discussion. It won't always be a full episode of it like it was this week, uh, but you know, that's something Ben and I really, really like. And I think uh, really enjoy We uh, draft days like second Christmas for me. That's what I always call it. Uh, it, it's one of the best days of the year. And this league we have is really fun. All the people in it really fun. Uh, and now uh, there's three remaining originals and we've all won a championship after we have our, uh, after our, I don't want to say her name in case she doesn't want me to, but mm. our league champion last year. So now it's time for the originals to start uh, 
racking up some multiple championships because we only have one we only have one two time winner in league history and unfortunately that person's no longer with us. Uh right. but um yeah, I'm 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 very hopeful that I can be uh the commissioner takes the ring back this year. So <laughs> we we shall see. Uh kind of went a little bit long on that, so maybe we'll save our other topics till next week. Absolutely. Uh anything else? Are you good? I'm all set. All right. Uh, we would honestly love your questions, your fantasy football questions. Ben and I, again, we can sit here. And, if I wasn't, if I wasn't ha- having to get ready to go soon, we we could talk about. We could have, we could have deep dive each round, pick by pick, and gone three and a half hours, which is actually something we did with the very first practice episode. We went over the entire draft that year, just so we could talk on the mic and get, you know, get the sound down and all that stuff and get used to it. And I think it was almost four hours, uh, which you still have somewhere. So maybe someday. If this thing takes off, we'll uh, we'll, we'll put that out. And it is it is not great, but uh, it's it's definitely when you're feeling uh, uh, questionable about how the show sounds or how things are going. It's great to go back and listen to how you sounded in the beginning and go, oh, you know what? I've actually have come a long way. That's great. Right. Uh, but yeah, please send us your questions. Um, and if you have any other questions on this episode, past episodes, or anything sports related at all. Ben and I would love to hear from you. And where can they get in touch with us? Well, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at BCTS Pod, Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports, or Instagram, Ben underscore Chris Talk Sports. And if you have not done so yet and you feel so inclined, please go to wherever you download your favorite podcast, leave a rating and a review, and ask a friend to do the same. We greatly appreciate the support. For Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you right back here next week. Thank you.